This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome, 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 listeners. Thank you for joining us once again from wherever you are, whether it be at home, in the car. Um, what a privilege to be able to share with you in this very, very special month. Special for some people in a very good way, but for others maybe not as good as what they expected or hoped. Um, because it's Christmas and uh, we can so easily fall back into all dysfunctional patterns and communication. Right, Frederick. And then this time is when lots of friends and family come to visit. Mm. And uh, as we heard from un- uh, Uncle Louis, uh, Louis Erasmus last time he spoke to us, for those of you who listened and those of you who haven't listened, please make sure that you get the podcast mm. um, to, to hear what he was saying. He's with AA Alcoholics Anonymous. He's been with them for 50 years. Isn't that amazing to speak to a person like that? Mm. He's got loads of experience. And and we specifically wanted to talk about alcoholism and the problem around that, even mm. though in this program we talk about many addictions, hurts and hang-ups and habits. But we know that alcohol is a big problem mm. during this time mm. of the year. And that's why we spoke to Uncle Louis last time. And now just before Christmas, when many, mam- many families are together and we're all happy and sharing a lovely time but at the same time uncle louis told us last time that um that it's a disease of a family it's a family mm, disease mm, mm, so mm. whatever addictions there are it's a family disease so mm. and now you can imagine if the family comes together and everybody with that issue and the old patterns come together again and sometimes it can be a difficult time yeah, hey uncle louis mm-hmm. welcome back welcome back Thank you very much. Do you want nice to, to just add to what we're saying about holiday time and what is your experience? I'm sure you have many stories to share about this. Well, yes, it is, there is a pamphlet that AA has. If you among people who drink, mm. what do you do? Mm. The point is, the point is what I did. I was totally honest. I said, please, I'm an alcoholic. I can't drink. And I don't want to drink because... You don't know me when I drank. For mm. those who don't know, mm. I was a terrible one. But mm. I found a new life, and I'm not, you know, they, they, I belong to a nice big organization once, and I mentioned that, and the guys were protecting me mm. because I was, I was, I'd learned to be honest for a change. Mm. I'd never mm. been honest before when I was drinking. Mm. Mm. But I had to be honest because my life was, was depending on that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yes, and I look at, Nobody's ever tried, except only once in my life, that somebody tried to pour a drink of alcohol into one of my drinks. Mm. And um, I survived that. Mm. Uh, I was about three years sober, and this, I helped this guy. Uh, he took a client out for, 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 for lunch, and uh, his arm was in a sling, and I had to help them dish up kind of thing, you know, buffet. Mm-hmm. And when I got back to the table, I took a swig out of my drink and they put a double whiskey in there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, of course, getting back to the office, they wanted to fire this guy that I... And my wife, I went out, they sent me home. Mm-hmm. My wife said to me, why, why are you home? I said, I'm, I had a drink. Sure. <laughs> she said to me, there's a meeting tonight. I said, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I look, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, spiritually, I was okay. Mm-hmm. Because I was depending on, the, on my... On my spiritual side, you know, 
Mm. Uh, but you mentioned also something about intervention. Mm. We don't, uh, uh, AA has it as a policy, but there is a chapter in the big book about the family. So I can remember that we did on two occasions because, I don't know whether you know or whether I told you, but for nine years I stayed here in the Western Cape. Mm. 79 to 89. Okay. And I uh, I was asked, we were asked, my wife and I, to share a, a seminar with the Department of Social Welfare at Stellenbosch University mm. on, mm-hmm. on alcohol, on dependency. Mm. And they showed a movie called uh, Intervention, mm. where the dad was drinking and the, uh, the, the family came together and decided to approach him. Mm. And tell him that, Dad, your drinking is upsetting us and he's doing this and he's doing that and that kind of thing. And I believe that. And I tried it on two occasions up here in Pretoria and it worked. Yes. Yeah. The family called him and said, Dad, we love you. Mm. Well, we know you're sick. Because they, they, they went to, to Al-Anon and they found out why he was drinking. And that, you know? Mm. So, yes, intervention is fine. Mm. And can you see what I'm trying to tell you? Being honest about it. Dad, we don't want you out of the house. We want you to stop drinking. Because mm. Drinking is affecting us. Yeah. Mm. And you yeah. can tell him, Dad, you did this over there when I went to school. Mm. You made a fool of yourself at the school there. You were nasty to the children. You you know, you can mention all the, the specifics, if you like. Mm. So I, I, I do believe that can work. Absolutely. And lately there are, you know, people can even look up on Google. They can they can Google intervention and how to go about it. And it's mm-hmm. often good to have people with you, right, that can help. That can, because maybe sometimes the family gets a bit uncomfortable. They get involved. emotional and they, you know, they fall back yeah. in their patterns and start blaming and then it becomes a mess. Um, I know we had interventions with my dad as well, but... Uh, it may be a good time that's over this season, even if these things happen, to, to start discussing as a family. Uh, you know, so what we, we spoke in the previous program about being honest and to admit that I have a problem. But there are few people with addicts, with addictions that actually come to that stage where they realize they have a problem. Mm, yeah, I really want to, I really appreciate and in, enjoy the fact that you are saying you learn to be honest mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. one of the rewards of of embarking on this journey of recovery and restoration and uh, that you were able to see the realities in your own life and um, and from those realities embark on a journey of restoration and eventually you're at the stage now where you are see- seeing how your life is being redeemed. And uh, you said it uh, in the previous week that you were actually thankful for the alcohol and the alcohol addiction because you are in a much different place now. Um, you, you are able to relate very differently to the people around you. Uh, Uncle Louis, I just want to for a few moments go back to the incident where your drink was spiked in the third year of your of, of sobriety. And you were there able to be honest and able to go to work and say, this is what happened. And you were able to take steps from that. But what it also showed me was that we that are on a journey of recovery and restoration or maybe have just started or need to be on such a journey, 
we can have good friends and we can have bad friends. Mm -hmm. And that friend that spiked the drink uh, or a colleague is definitely not the type of friend that you would want on your journey. Mm. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the friendships that you had before you were on the journey and the friends that you had after your journey? Or on the journey. Yeah, on your, no, while you're on with the this speci- With this specific person. No, no, no. We were, Friendships we were, in general. Uh, yeah. Okay, no, but this particular uh, this particular guy, um, uh, I didn't finish this, the whole concept of the story. The point mm. is that we were colleagues. He was he was a salesperson outside as, as, as well as I am. And he knew that I had a problem because I was open about it at the office. Um, I can remember this Friday afternoons, the uh, the management, there were three management, three managers, three, four managers in the company, and they used to sit in the MD's office. And we were sitting outside on the mezzanine, the, the rest of the staff, having a beer. Mm. Now, I had a Coke, and they knew I was, I, was, I was having Cokes. But then the boss called me in and said to me, I, I bring us some water there, cold water, and then... He said to me, how do you find it if we we drink and um, and you've got to sit here with the guys having a Coke? I said, it doesn't matter me. I don't. I have nothing against alcohol. Mm. Alcohol has got something against me. Yeah. And I told them my story. And that was five o'clock. And half past five, after a quarter past six, the guy said, bugger it, boys, let's go home. We haven't had a drink. This man has talked us out of a drink this evening. Mm. Uh, my story was so real. Mm. that they didn't have the guts to pour a drink. But you see, wow. this is how open I was. So this guy was sitting outside, but he had a problem himself. Mm. The mm. accident he had where he hurt his arm was on a Friday afternoon coming back from a country trip, and he had a couple of drinks in. Yeah. 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 So I think, you know, and, and I, it, it may sound stupid, but he was jealous. Mm. Mm. Yes, no, I can because believe I that. Had found, I had found the grace of step one. Yes. I took step one, and Powerless. I believe that that to believe if you don't take step, that step one in your in, in its entirety, you're in trouble. Yes, not 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 not. I admit I have a problem. I accept I have a problem. Mm. Mm. And that was that was my total conviction. I knew I had a problem. That was my problem. Yes, mm. it's my it's my personality and alcohol don't mix. Mm. Right, right, right. So that was that was that was what I believed in at that stage, and it it helped me. I was doing country work myself, sleeping in hotels, meeting people in the bar, having a coke and this kind of. It didn't bother me mm-hmm. because I did not want to drink. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay, Uncle, Uncle Louis, um, let's continue with the story afterwards, and we really want to talk more, also to continue to talk about the good friends because this is also the focus of the program, and you were going into the detail of that, which is great, but also in general about the good friends that you have in recovery and maybe the friends that you had before recovery and how we can help one another during this time. But let's take a break quickly and then we'll come back after the break. Let me give you an example. I stay in a retirement village Mm -hmm. and I'm the only alcoholic that I believe is here. And I've got a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem. Mm. I uh, I have people because I look I I don't only talk sobriety in the AA program but I talk life as well. Mm. Yes. And and uh, there's there's a lot of very religious people here. I can talk with them. Mm. 
because of the new religion and my AA program, Alcoholics Anonymous and my AA, I even have my, my Dumini mm. coming, came to see me about alcoholism, about mm. AA. Mm. He finds the program extremely well. Mm. Mm. You know, mm. uh, and, and I, I lent him my, I don't know whether you know, there's a Bible called the Recovery Bible. Mm. Mm-hmm. I lent, loaned it to him the other day, and he, I had to ask it back because somebody else wanted it. <laughs> and he said to me, I'd like to have it back because I can see a, a religion and, and, and the AA program. He's so mm-hmm. close-knitted. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. You, you people are, are applying the program practically better than what, you know, in, in normal life. Exactly. You know what I'm trying to say? Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah. I know I heard many people say it before that AA is their church because they go there because they can be honest and they confess and they have friends that can come alongside them. Mm. Um, and where they go to church, they can't be so honest. And uh, we've personally find the 12 steps, um, of, it's like the core of our Christianity, to be powerless and to, um, to admit that we need God, that only God can help us and He can restore us to sanity and to give our will and our life over to Him. All these things are deeply, deeply spiritual. So, Mm. no, that's exactly why we're talking to you. Mm. Um, Yeah, but the principles, the principles are the two main commandments. Mm -hmm. Love God and love your people. Exactly. Because we we enable our shortest motto that we have is... uh, um, yeah, yeah. Trust God, clean house, and help others. Mm, right, mm, mm, mm. right. Yes, and trust that's... God, not mm. believing Him, trust Him. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a there's a great difference between trusting God and believing in God. Yes, mm. absolutely. Uh, I had, a, I had, and funny enough, you guys are in the Western Cape. I stayed there for the nine years, and one of my best friends was a, a minister of religion. Mm. And his his words to me was, he says, you know. I, I was a theologian. What do you call him? Theologian. Theologian. Yes. He says, and I knew the Bible inside out, and I could tell, tell people all about the Bible and all about God. He says, but you know what I discovered when I joined AA? Oh. I was the first time that I had to talk to God. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this mm. to me was the difference. That so so yes, I can talk. There's a minister staying next to me, a retired old gentleman, we great friends. Mm, mm, um, so we, if I had a problem with the Bible, I'd say, hey, come here, sock. And I'd say, help me with this. And he, he, he'd help me. Yeah. You know? But we talk on this friendly level, on, on, a, on a human level, not sir and that kind of mm, thing. Mm. So I, um, I don't know whether I'm trying, whether I'm making myself clear. Yeah, the what... point is that, that I'm being myself. Mm. And having been honest with myself about doubting, I don't have a problem mixing with people. Mm. Yeah, if so I go to my friend up the road here, three houses from here, I know he has his whiskey at two o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. And I'm not afraid to go there. And he, yeah. he, he has his drink. Can I, can I make you a cup of coffee, my friend? And I said, yes. Mm. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't stop us living. It made, right. in, in fact, it made me live easily, more easily with people. Yeah. Getting along easier with people because I'm honest about it. Mm. Well, I try to be honest with my with myself first of all, mm. and with these people. And if we differ, yes, I said, man, I don't agree with that because you know, if somebody tells me a, a BS story, uh-huh. I can tell him that <laughs> I, I know, I know because you can't tell me, you can't lie to me about 
about drinking and this kind of thing. I've yeah. been there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've done the whole trip. So, so yes, and and being even even then, you don't have a problem with being honest. Yeah. Because they don't take exception to that. It's the truth. Mm. Mm. And they, 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 they invariably, invariably, they'll say, "Man, I've got a friend who needs help. Can I bring him to you?" Mm. Mm, 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 There's mm. a man behind me. He died the other day. He says, "My son has got a problem. Can I bring him here?" Yeah. And yeah. the guy was an engineer or something like that. Quite an educated guy. Mm. But they can't. They can't be as us. You know, we've yeah. been there. We Alkis. Yeah. We Alkis have walked the walk. Yes, we we've been there. So, mm. so yes. So it makes life easy. Mm. So friendship is not a problem. Mm-hmm. What what I what I notice, uh, um, um, Louis, is that uh, it's all about relationship. Mm. It's relational. Mm. Um, so yes. moving from theology to relationship. In other words, That's not right. knowing about, not knowing about somebody else, not knowing about God, but being in relationship. Mm. And also God yeah. being your friend, right? Mm. Relating to Him as a friend, but in truth and in honesty. Yeah. So it, it yeah, is but also also the difference between religion and religion and and uh, and spiritualism mm-hmm. is, is uh, that by doing he brought me something the other day, and this guy said it was not through religion, but through a personal relationship that I found Christ. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. It was not through a, a very good thing. One of my one of my Dunamis said a talk one day about Job the second book of Job. Mm. Job got the scare of his life when he actually met God for the first time. Mm. He believed in him all the time. Yes. Yeah. So that personal relationship, that trust God, that having a relationship with him makes the whole difference. Mm. 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 And so also uh, having been in relationship with other people, you know, we relate to God. That's a vertical relationship that we have, and then we have horizontal relationship, and that is with other people. Mm, mm. And uh, this, what applies with our relationship with the Lord Jesus, also applies in our relationship with other people. Mm, mm. And um, those relationships with other people, uh, and with ourselves, for for that matter, I need to be my own friend. If I don't like myself and I don't get along with myself and I don't like the things I'm doing, I, it's difficult to be my own friend. So I need to be a friend for myself and I need to have other friends. And mm. I think this is what we are saying in this week's program is that we really need other friends besides our closest family that we can reach out to, that we can connect with, that we can be honest with and and free to share anything that is on our hearts. Um, How have you been able to guide uh, the people that you are helping uh, with regards to friendships in their lives, especially over this Christmas season? I mean, a few days' time, it's Christmas. How could people help one another? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I do. And mm. I've got in front of me lying two pamphlets here. The one is welcome and the other one is welcome. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you've seen that. In my head. Mm-hmm. Whenever I meet somebody and somebody comes to talk, I give him one of these with my phone number on. Mm. And I said to him, you know what that phone number is for? And he said, no. And he said, well, anytime, morning, noon, night, doesn't matter. If you need me, phone me. Mm-hmm. Very good. That's how we are friend to others, by being there for them. Yeah, that's that's how I can be friends with you. Mm. I know what's coming. I know you're going to, if you don't have the guts to be totally honest with them, 
I ask them to help. I ask people to help me, please. I, I'm going through a rough time. Mm-hmm. Please. I've asked them to help me. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I never wanted to drink again. You know, when I stopped, mm-hmm. I never wanted to drink again. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, Uncle Louis, now I want to ask you, how do you help those people that um, have stopped to drink, but they know it's going to be Christmas? And they know they're going to be with friends that I will be drinking. Just, just give them a Sorry, few. Sorry, can you repeat that? Now? Okay, people that stop drinking, but they know Christmas is coming, and they're going to be with other family members and friends that are going to drink. Do you have any practical tips for those people? Well, I just said, tell them honestly what your problem is, mm-hmm. and ask for help. Please don't, please don't tempt me. Right, and if I'm, people I'm keep. Weak, t- I'm Mm-hmm. And if people keep if tempting keep them, insisting, what do they do? Them, there's nothing you can do if they keep insist on doing it because somebody may try and spike you. Mm-hmm. But those are people that are that are guilty. They're feeling guilty. They've got mm-hmm. some sort of guilt. Mm-hmm. Or they don't like you. Right. But, but you know, I find very soon after, after I made amends, because when I stopped drinking, I had two sisters, and I'm going to say this in Afrikaans because it sounds more... <laughs> Er moet punch. Yes. Wat gaan ons voor ons vrienden sê, om, dus as ons vir hulle sê, ons het een broer en een gestig ver, verslaafdes. Mm. So what are we going to so, so, Yeah, what are we going what to do? How are we, how are we going to explain to our friends? Yeah, that we have a brother in, in a rehab in, center. In, in a, in a, yeah, for, for drankzuchtiges. Mm. I don't know what a, a, a punch English word for that mm. is. It doesn't matter. And but for know, drunkards, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and, and you know what? When I stopped drinking, I went to see them. I went for a weekend to see them, and I spent the weekend with them, and we we were brothers and sisters again. Mm-hmm. I said to them, you have a choice. The drunken bum that used to visit you or the sober alcoholic. Yeah. Because I am an alcoholic, and I'll die an alcoholic, but I'm going to be a sober one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so uh, to me, that was the only the only way I could do it. Right. My my one brother, my, my one brother stopped, my youngest brother stopped for three months. Then he said to me, uh, I, I, I can't get back into social life without having a drink. And I said to him, and you've been drinking for the last two weeks already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said to me, yeah, no, not physically, but yes, in my mind, I've been drinking. And he drank and he died. Mm-hmm. At a young age, he, he didn't have the he couldn't stop. Yeah, mm. some people just really. But I struggle. never stopped being his. I never stopped being his brother. I mm. said to him, "Look, I know the disease, and it's only by the grace of God that I got over it." Mm. Uh-huh. And um, and um, you're not bad in my eyes. You're sick. Yes. Mm. Right. That's a, that's so, been yes, a friend as well. Yeah, that's that that's been a good friend, uh, even though yeah. the person is not exactly in the same mm. place that mm. you are. Mm. And um, you know, I'm just thinking now about uh, once you're once the the person that has the addiction, whether it be alcohol or anything else, but alcohol specifically in this season. Uh, one of the things I think they can do is connect with a friend. So mm. when the whole mm. family is mm. drinking and everybody's insisting that you mm. take a drink and you're a spoiled sport, is connect with that friend mm. rather than connect. Yeah. Get yourself out of that mm. circumstances where you are where you are being tempted. Mm. So that is one thing that that somebody can do is 
the importance of having a friend besides your family that you can reach out to, that you can call. Right. Somebody that has written down their telephone number for like you. Like Uncle Louie. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, you yeah, have done Uncle right. Louie. And then also yeah, and for... Then, and, then, hmm? and then you put your arms around the guy and say to him, look, I know what you're going through, but I will love you until you love yourself. Yes. Mm, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Mm, mm, yeah, wonderful. We do that. Yes. But you know what I've also what I've also done at one stage, this guy was really bad. He had a bad family. Mm. And I said to him, Don't go there. Yes. Just don't go there. Good mm. advice, mm. yeah. And mm. he didn't go and he said, right. he thanked me for it. He said to me, at least he had a he had a phone number. Yes. Mm. Because not not everybody if I give my number to phones. No, no, not everybody. Right. Yeah. yeah. But at least the security is there. There is somebody caring for me on the other mm. side. Right. Mm. Yeah. And this is what you people are talking about. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That 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 um vulnerable mm. poor mm. soul mm. as long as he knows there is somebody caring for him on the other side. Exactly. And to know you're that's, not alone. You you can reach out. Thank you so much, Uncle Lou. It's time for us, unfortunately, to go now. We've come to the end of the program. But friends, um, listeners, we just want to encourage you during this time, if it really gets hard, also for those maybe struggling with friends and family members that are addicts, to reach out for help. And you can Google um, AA there. You can find them all over the place. They don't close for the holidays. And Al-Anon for friends and family members of addicts, like Uncle Louis told us in the previous program. Um, reach out, get one of those numbers, mm, reach mm. out, go and go to a meeting. Maybe you've never done that. And uh, many people think it's not Christian, but like we've just said, it's deeply spiritual. And many people over there are Christians, even though they call it a higher power. And that's often a problem to people. So don't get a fright. Um, but start speaking to people that you see that are Christians that are part of the group. We've known many people that went there and they were angry with God because they were praying for a long time that people would stop drinking and he didn't listen. But that's where they actually came to a deeper spirituality again. And so we want to wish you a wonderful Christmas time. And may God bless you and be with you. Know you're not alone. There's someone you can call if you need to reach out for help. Yes. Thank you, Suki, for that. And I want to emphasize, you need not be alone. Mm. There are many places that we can reach out to community. So, listeners, please write to us if you have something to say or want to contribute at fredericksuki at kpulpit.co.za. And if you want to listen to a podcast of previous broadcasts, once again on kpulpit.co.za forward slash podcasts forward slash into me see many many blessings and a wonderful christmas make it a good one god bless this insert was brought to you by radio k pulpit 7 to 9 a.m please visit kpulpit.co.za